Hey, this is uh, Beyond the Hate, and uh, we had a few things that we uh, didn't talk about whenever we did the Infinity War episode. I had some facts that I didn't get to say, so we're just going to do this as kind of a bonus feature. This is kind of like the PS at the end of a letter. Yeah, so this is the bonus feature just to tell you the things that I left out. And we're just going to get into it. This isn't like one of our normal episodes. This is just some stuff that I found that I felt like needed to be talked about. Uh, like uh, Chris Evans uh, uh, and Chris Hemsworth ad-libbed the part where they're in the scene together about the beard. You know, it's like, oh, I see you copied my beard. Yeah, I see you copied my beard. Yeah, yeah. that was just improv between like, those ah, two. <laughs> yeah, it's like I see you copied my beard. Yeah, it was just improv, and it just left in the film. The Russo brothers liked it, and it was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. Like, that feels like the kind of shit that Thor and Cap would talk <laughs> yeah. about. Because they hadn't been around each other for a little while, yeah. so. And Cap's just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, Tom Holland's biggest challenge in the movie, he says, is keeping a straight face when doing scenes with Chris Pratt. He said that was extremely difficult. Right. I mean, it probably would be for anyone. He's a super funny guy. Yeah. And he's he's one of those people that it's like you, he just is naturally funny. Yeah. So you're just you're always waiting. It's like Chris is gonna say something. He's yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna do something. And I'm gonna fucking break character. Yeah. He's gonna do it. I was actually listening to uh, uh, Michael Rooker uh, on um, um, another podcast, um, uh, Michael Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, and, and he said like. Uh, uh, the his death scene whenever they're about to cremate him or whatever you know he had to lay there for real and uh you know slow his breathing and stuff and he was like i kept falling asleep and snoring and uh <laughs> stuff like that and batista's like come on man come on and he was like you know he's like freaking out about it and stuff and he was like but it made me keep uh chris pratt in character because usually chris pratt will do the character, and then assume the cut, he'd go back to doing goofy stuff, and then get back in the character. He was like, but when I was doing it, we had to do scene after scene, and he had to stay in character the whole time. Right. He was like, and the the scene that we got was the best one. So, he's like, so you fell asleep on purpose? He's like, no, I was just tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Josh Brolin based his characterization on Marlon Brando's uh uh, Colonel Walter Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. Uh, that's something I found that was really cool. Yeah. Because um, that's a legendary character. Of course, Josh Berlin would do it. You know, he's been in the industry since he was a little kid. Goonies! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was Brolin. That shit, yeah. he's been, like, around forever. And his dad's uh, James Brolin, so. Mm. You know, famous actor. Um, they didn't let Mark Ruffalo or um, Tom Holland read any of the script until filming because they're just, they're so big with spoilers. And they don't even let them read the entire script then. They only give them their scenes. <laughs> uh, yeah, was only Cumberbatch? Uh, Cumberbatch whole- knew the whole script and Downey Jr. knew most of it. Uh, but Cumberbatch is the only one they gave the entire script to. Okay. They actually gave Mark Ruffalo a fake script. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and because he, he kept asking for it, and so they gave him a fake one. And Mark Ruffalo will joke like he, like he liked that one better. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, there was, I remember, like, they were doing uh, some of the press tour stuff, 
and it's like him and Don Cheadle, and I can't remember if it was like Entertainment Tonight or whatever. And they were like, you know, what is it like in this movie? And he was like, everybody dies in this movie. And then Cheadle's like, dude, seriously, what are you? What's wrong with you? Like, you can't talk about this stuff, man. Yeah, you, Cumberbatch is the guy you could pretty much tell anything to, and he'll never, he'll never speak. Um, no. Because those like classically trained actors like that, they they just they're a totally different level. Yeah, they they're super <laughs> professional. Not that Mark Ruffalo isn't. I just don't think he has a filter. Like <laughs> Ruffalo he's just, just, he's just so excited to be yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I get to talk about this. This is going to be awesome." Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Natalie Portman quit Marvel because Patty Jenkins uh, was replaced with Alan Taylor as director for Thor: The Dark World, and she really wanted Patty Jenkins. She went on to direct Wonder Woman. Um, so, but it was because of differences with the studios, the reason she was replaced. If you work for Disney, you have some leeway, but not a lot. And if you go to start changing stuff, they will fire you. Yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. Some Um, people can get away with making, you know, smaller changes, but you know, maybe bigger stuff. It's like you, you, you're on a little bit more of a leash there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Edgar Wright was supposed to direct Ant Man, which you know would have been really good because he's another one of those weirdos, uh, kind of like um, dude that directed Ragnarok. Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, um, he's another one of those guys that has like you know Edgar Wright. Did the Shaun of the Dead? A lot of Simon Pegg stuff. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Did he do Hot Fuzz? Hot Fuzz too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all Edgar Wright stuff. He loves Simon Pegg, and he probably would have been Ant Man. You know, a little bit more drama based though, because a lot of his comedies that you notice it has a lot of drama in it. You know, more so than action. So there's probably less action scenes in Ant Man and Edgar Wright's version. It's probably yeah. more of the drama and, and then the you know. Yeah, the comedy and stuff like that, and then a little bit of the action. That's, that's how I imagine Edgar Wright's would have been. Um, Cap is wearing the same suit he wore in Civil War, but with all the patches ripped off. Um, kind of like his Nomad uniform in the comic books. Uh, just for you guys worried, Valkyrie did escape the attack from Thanos, so she's still alive. Oh yeah, somebody, I was looking at this the other day, and because somebody was Somebody was like tracking, and she was uh, she was doing the Men in Black movie, and then they flew her to Atlanta with Chris Hemsworth to do some Thor and Valkyrie related stuff for Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, "So Valkyrie, like totally, like on on Twitter, they were like, you know, is Valkyrie alive or did she get disintegrated?" And Tessa Thompson was like, "No, she was like Valkyrie is alive and and you know thriving and all that kind of stuff." So it's like I will be in the next Avengers. <clears throat> so that's pretty cool. Yeah, because Valkyrie was one of my favorite characters from Ragnarok. Besides, well, Korg and Meek. This is another roll paper scissors joke for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, if you've noticed, I'm made of rocks. You only have to worry about that if you happen to be scissors. (laughs) 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 Another rock paper scissors joke for you. Yeah, (laughs) I can't do his accent, but it's like New Zealand accent. New Zealand accent is hard as hell to do, man. (laughs) Especially like an Aboriginal dude, it's like very strong. And I can't do the accent, but I I I just think that the Taika, he his his whole movie with Ragnarok, I wasn't sure what to expect of it. But it was kind of like if they took Guardians and threw like the Thor like mythos into like a Guardian sensibility with the humor. That's kind of what it was. It was like Thor 
kind of getting a Guardians type yeah, movie. Yeah, which is what it's supposed to be anyway, because, you know, anything you do with mythical stuff and space, you don't want to go, you don't want to take yourself too seriously because then a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, well, they think this is, like, serious, you know, mm-hmm. and you can't really do that yeah. with those type of characters, which, you know, the, the Thor movies was good. Kenneth Branagh, that first Thor, probably still my favorite. It was really good. Yeah. And the second Thor was pretty good. A lot of people hate on that, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, like Malekith. Malekith was, Malekith was cool. Yeah. You know, you get to see more of, uh, you know, Jane and uh, Darcy. Yeah. You know, or Kat Dennings. See, you get to see more of Dr. Selvig going crazy and running around fucking butt naked at Stonehenge mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I mean, but you got like, you got still in Skarsgård. You might as well just let him go crazy. Just let him go crazy and do weird shit, man. I that's, mean, that's you're not going to have Doctor Selvig for everything. So when you have him, you need to use him. Yeah, you need to use him a lot because that's an awesome actor. Uh, yeah, and the, they, line, the line for the record, this was my plan. Uh, that was improv by Chris Pratt on the spot. Of course, they're not going to cut that. Yeah, um, it's like that's not in the script. Are you, you going to tell Chris we can't use that? <laughs> Uh, so another interesting thing, like um, uh, Thanos means immortal in Greek, and Thanatos means death. So it's supposed to be like immortal death because he, his name's kind of a mixture of that. Uh, Thanatos is like another language, but Thanos is Greek, so it's supposed to be. That's why, like, he's like an immortal titan, and then he he's in love with death in the comic books because they kind of use both those words as the basis for his entire backstory. Now, one thing I was going to ask because we didn't get to it in the main episode, and it was bugging me because I was like, I need to ask this anyway, just for my own, uh, just so my brain can stop worrying about it. When they consider him a titan, and he's from the planet Titan, mm-hmm. is he is his race supposed to be the titans that the Greeks talked about? I is don't that what think he's supposed so. to be like one of those kind of titans, the mythological titans. Well, in context, yes, I guess because those type of titans were always evil and tried to destroy the world. Um, so, in context, it, it seems like he was based off the idea of titans. The old no, titans. That he they actually were. came from a race of titans that wanted to challenge gods and stuff yeah because i'm like because you know it's like the thor mythos is what you know we like scandinavian mythos of like odin and thor and loki Mm -hmm. like that's real mythology that you know scandinavians have but in terms of the comic books you know they're aliens from asgard and you know that kind of stuff so i was like well maybe you know titan you know the the titan yeah race like what thanos is is also part of the mythology that we know about the titans because we know about thanos and his people that is a good theory that could be their idea behind it whenever they originally was writing it for the the infinity gauntlet comic books taking the old mythology and trying to have it make sense where that's why he was a titan and then you have the pretty much the gods which are you know thor and loki and odin um so this is Zoe, Zoe Saldana's second film to earn $2 billion. It's first being Avatar. Avatar, yeah. So she's been in uh, two films that made $2 billion. So pay the lady. She's apparently very profitable because there's no doubt yeah. about it. She is the star of this movie. Like she's one of the stars of this movie. Like we said in the other episode, it's Josh Brolin, Chris Hemsworth, and Zoe Saldana. 
it's kind of yeah the story sort of revolves around them yeah uh very much and then you know you ha- you have tony too but i think he's in less of the movie than gamora definitely um just for people that don't know stormbreaker belonged to beta uh, beta ray bill who was a statue on the uh, uh on the Grandmaster's Champion building whenever you see in Thor Ragnarok. And he's in the cage in the Collector's uh, room in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And the Collector and the Grandmaster are brothers. So That's why they have the blue line on their chin. Yes, yeah, so my thought is what happened was um, Better Ray Bill probably didn't want to fight anymore as the champion, didn't get defeated, but the collector came and collected them. Ah. Uh, and that's why he was in the box. But, you know, all that was destroyed, so Beta Ray Bill's probably free. Um, three Oscar winners in this film. Uh, would you like to guess? It's, well, uh, Donnie Jr. No. Robert, what, really? Uh, no, not... Um, well, actually, he did win an Oscar, too, didn't he? Yeah, for Chaplin. For Chaplin. So four Oscar winners in this film, actually. So you got Gwyneth Paltrow, Benicio Del Toro, Del Toro and William Hurt. And Hurt. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Paltrow uh, was uh, Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love, Benicio Del Toro, 21 Grams, and William Hurt's an old movie you probably would have never heard of. It's Kiss of the Spider Woman. <laughs> i heard <laughs> of it. I've never watched it, though. Uh, Thanos knows who Tony is because of the Battle of New York, obviously. That's why, you know, he's like, you know me? And he's like, I do. Yeah, that's, that's why. Um, uh, Captain America is exactly 100 years old in this film. Uh, Evans, uh, Chris Evans and Mackie, real best friends. Uh, six movies together, all, all the Marvel movies and What's Your Number and Playing It Cool. Um, in the French version of the film, Tony calls Ebony Ma Voldemort instead of Squidward. Uh, uh, the first film in the Philippines to make 25 million U.S. dollars ever. Um, because Philippines tiny. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, probably like smaller than any state. Um. You know, I'm kind of surprised there was no boycotting of the wizarding community by the wizarding community. I mean, this movie is very insensitive to wizards everywhere. Right. So many jokes about wizards in this film. <laughs> Everyone boycotts everything now, so yeah. why not the wizarding community? I know it exists. And then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, people that like the uh, Washington Wizards, the basketball team, they're <laughs> like, you guys are making fun of wizards. We're... We're going to burn our jerseys. <laughs> We're going to burn our jerseys. And then go buy more jerseys. And then go buy more jerseys. Uh, <laughs> it's like, that's how you stimulate the economy. Thank you. Burn all your Nike shit and Thank go you, buy it again. You know, that's why they, they're like, hey, you have the right to protest. Because they know most protesters burn shit. So they're like, more money for us. Yeah. Keep protesting. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, the main characters of the Infinity Gauntlet comic book was Doctor Strange, Adam Warlock, Nebula Thanos, the Silver Surfer, Mistress Death, Mephisto, and Eternity, and the Living Tribunal. Living Tribunal. Mephisto is the devil. 
pretty much. Is it because yeah? Is it yeah? Because isn't Mephisto from the Ghost Rider comics? Yeah, yeah, and he's the he's like the arch enemy of the Silver Surfer. Uh, them two really hate each other. Um, uh, Elon Musk is in Iron Man too. I don't know if a lot of people noticed Elon Musk in there. Uh, but whenever oh, well, I think, was was he at Monaco? Yeah, he was at Monaco. And okay, I can't. Was, I, I remember him being at Monaco, but I can't place. Yeah, he talked to at. Tony, and he was like, you know, he's like, I have an idea for something, Tony. He was like, you do. Okay, we'll get. I'll get with you. And he was like, okay, I'll be waiting for that. He was like, it's because you have an idea or whatever. Uh, because uh, he's in it because Robert Downey Jr. Um, based his version of Tony off Hughes and Musk. Uh, in the first Iron Man, there is a Tesla Roadster in Tony's garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you you know you can spot it pretty easily. So he he kind of took the modern day Howard Hughes and mixed him with the old fashioned Howard Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Minus and, the peeing in jars thing. Yeah, there was no peeing <laughs> in jars on screen. Right. Uh, <laughs> Not to say that Donnie Jr. didn't piss in jars. It just that he didn't show it. Uh, <laughs> in the. Um, in the Incredible Hulk movie, when Bruce attempts suicide um, in Antarctica, because he's in Antarctica when he tries to commit suicide, you can see uh, Captain America in the ice with the shield uh, that the Hulk hits. So you can act- there's actually a hint of Captain America in the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. Ah. Uh, Doctor Strange is the only movie in the MCU where the main actor played the hero and the villain. So, because Benedict Cumberbatch plays Dormammu. Oh, yeah. Dormammu, <laughs> I've come to bargain. Yeah, so... He, what is this? What is this? So, he actually plays... <laughs> so, he's actually Dormammu, so if they bring him back as a villain for something else, like an Avengers film... That's Benedict Cumberbatch. You just you can't get rid of him. Job security. Job security. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're doing a movie without Doctor Strange? Oh, it's about the Avengers trying to take on Dormammu. Well, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> right I hear you need a Dormammu. <laughs> here you I'm need a guy. Dormammu. <laughs> okay, and that's it for all the facts. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed them. Um, so this is like the uh, the like the, the bonus extras. This has been the bonus extras of the bonus. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Beyonce. Hey. <laughs> this is Beyonce. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Let's get ready to do some M&M. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everybody.